Welcome to a brand new episode on Hashtag Entrepreneurs Podcast, a place for entrepreneurial insights of female founders and co-founders. Today is going to be absolutely amazing because there is another incredibly insightful conversation coming your way. Before proceeding with the episode, I would like to invite you to read the disclaimer in the episode description. And if that is done, let's get into it. Enjoy! Let's welcome an ethical and sustainable fashion enthusiast, sales specialist, the founder owner of Bagaboo Shop, and another of my Baltic Bralukas, Gabriela Anskaitite. <laughs> Hi, Gabriela. Hello, Yelena. Nice to meet you. <laughs> nice to meet you too. So, so, so stoked to have you. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for taking the time to do this. It's absolutely amazing. And I would love to begin this episode by introducing you a little bit more, and then you can fill in the gaps later on. Let's begin by revealing that our founder over here has a very colorful educational and professional experience. We are talking a bachelor's in visual and performing arts. We are talking a bachelor's degree in sustainable fashion design and business. And we are talking professional experiences of sales, design, communication, and creative work from Italy, Lithuania, UK, and Denmark of roughly eight years. That is impressive right there. Looks to me that Gabu, while receiving official education, racked up lots of different experiences through various internships and about six years ago began pursuing her passion project. What's more, she kept working different jobs while she pursued her idea and now happens to be in charge of product design and production, online shop management, supplier and customer care, communication, uh, sales and marketing, amongst other responsibilities. And on top of that, managing a team of three hard, two, sorry, two hardworking <laughs> professionals to bring the message of sustainable bags and accessories to the masses. I mean, even from our correspondence, I could feel that I am dealing with some sort of a firecracker. And uh, looking at how much you have accomplished already, I don't think that even gives you justice. And if you ask, what is Bagaboo? Their explanation is simply when you feel playful, feel good about yourself, and embrace your personality. Essentially, Bagaboo uses upcycled materials using handmade production method, offering also vegan options and a one-year warranty while making sure you get a customized bag tending to your personal preferences. What makes this brand a true agent of, sust of sustainability is the fact that not only do they give a second life to the leftovers, offcuts, and deemed not good enough materials from fashion and furniture companies, but they also offer a wide range of materials from leather, cotton, all the way through polyester, nylon, alongside of practicing local craftsmanship. Furthermore, as the producer of the bags, Gabu's mission is to minimize companies' own waste by, uh, for example, reusing old boxes and packages for shipping or buying ones made from recycled paper. And today, Bagabu brand offers backpacks, different types of handbags, waste bags, toiletry bags, mini wallets, and bag accessories. Bagaboo definitely is doing well, so, uh, sporting an impressive perfect 5-star review on Facebook and 4.5 on Trustpilot, racking up happy customers one after the other. With almost 2,000 followers both on Instagram and Facebook, 
participating in pop-up fashion events and spreading the message, Bugaboo is paving a way for truly sustainable fashion practices. And once again, I will say this. If you know of a local small business trying to make a difference, support it by buying its products. I'm actually looking forward to purchasing uh, one of the waste uh, bags or a rambler or a daydreamer bag. Either way, um, I'll definitely love to contribute to your success 100%. And this is Gavu, where we can go to our conversation, finally. <laughs> and we can start uh, really discussing your experience as an entrepreneur with uh, Bagabu Shop, you know. And yeah, so first things first. I know I just talked an earful about uh, your life and Bagaboo, right? But I feel I barely scratched the surface. So why don't you take us back to when it all began for you with the Bagaboo shop? How did you get, uh, get the idea of creating a bag brand? And how did your experiences lead you here as well? Okay, I think you said it so much and it sounds not even me when you said it all. Like, it sounds like, oh, what person she's talking about? So like, they're really nice to hear like in such a world. So I'm really happy to hear because usually when you do things, you really not think that much. But yeah, talking about the Bagaboo, actually, it's uh, it was the initial, the beginning. It was actually Grampy Gabu because I just did rebranding in 2019. So oh. I did a little bit of upgrade and something. So the very beginning back in 2015 it was grumpy gabu the name of my uh, bags and backpacks and i started uh, back in italy uh, after i quit my job in lithuania as a visual uh, as a visual communication manager and i really wanted to do something by hand something like really to put your put your hands on and uh, something creative and i was like so much into sustainability and recycling and i thought okay i really want to do something but I don't want to do from the brand new materials because it's such a big waste. So what could be the solution? And I always was so passionate about accessories and bags or shoes. So I, I was more than sure what I will do something in that direction because I was, okay, I like cloth, but definitely the good bag or the good shoes. It was something, uh, it was something like what I really wanted to try to learn to do, but I thought, okay, shoes are a bit too much advanced. So I will go for the bags to give it a try if I can do it. And uh, I started to research in Italy oh, but because I thought, okay, leather is so nice because it's aging the time. So should I do from leather? What is the alternatives? And I said, okay, but it's so, so expensive. And also over the story with the animals and I'm vegetarian and I don't want to do that. And out of the blue, the Sunday uh, is first Sunday of the month. There's always big markets in Italy in the main square of the city. And I said, okay, uh, we usually go just to check also for some clothes, for some uh, interior details. And we went for the morning to have a walk around the market, this artisanal market. And I found so many leather jackets, even with the price tags, but I don't know, from, two uh, from 19, uh, I don't know, 95 or 1985, like not used at all. Perfect condition for four, five, I don't know, seven euros and stuff like this. And I said, okay, I'm getting these ja jackets, five jackets. I clearly remember it was five jackets. I brought it home and this is all it started. I start to undo, uh, open them and to understand how I can use it, which pieces, and then learning how to work with a sewing machine. I had the experience, but I think this was the period when I started really intensively to use it and learn how to work with a lever and etc. 
So the first year of Bagabo, I would say it was mostly learning a lot, like really because it's leather, it's a spe specific material. Also start to search for suppliers where I could get in a bigger amount of a leather, vintage leather jackets, used jackets uh, or secondhand jackets. So the first year it was, I guess, loads of learning, 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 and from my own savings, also investing. And like for sure, I started slowly to participate in some also artisanal markets to be the part of community which i really love it's i think it's something so special when you go on these markets and you meet the same designers or artisanals or craftsmen and you share the things i think it's very very special community but i think it really brings amazing good energy so this was mainly i guess first two years of Bagab uh, of Kalampigabu Bagabu. Uh, but let's call it Bagabo, I guess. And, and then, yes, and then I said, okay, I'm really lacking some knowledge of um, maybe design, uh, the business design, also sustainability. So then I started to apply for the studies and I end up uh, almost in the end of 2016 in Copenhagen and I started to study my bachelor in sustainable fashion design and business. So yes, and yeah, having part-time jobs, but also trying to keep up uh, Bagabo uh, and, and all these things. I mean, yeah. that is, yeah, that sounds good. Um, you, s you mentioned right there that you, uh, and also uh, from my research, I have seen that you did a lot of different educations, right? Because you have done that, this paves me a question. How helpful was your education when launching and developing Bagaboo? Because it seems that it was almost like meant for you to launch something like this out of your education. Yes, definitely visual communication where I was mainly specialized in the video making, photo, like photography and also script writing. But yeah, mostly the focus was video making. So definitely it helped a lot for yeah. the brand and the uh, visual part and for social media and then the website. So it really like merged together. Yeah. <coughs> and then it came like more like uh, designing and like all these parts. So I think it really, really helped and they go together both educations I had. And I think super, I'm really happy over both of them. Yeah. yeah. Would you recommend entrepreneurs or people who are thinking of potentially in the future somehow going to doing a business, right, to get an education of some sort or of any type? It could be business or perhaps their own personal interests or whatnot. Like, what are your thoughts on getting an education when it comes to potentially starting a company? Yeah, definitely. I agree. This is what I'm <clears throat> lacking the most. I would say the like strong business mind, mind like uh, sales, like all. I mean, I think I wish I to have it stronger, but I, maybe I wouldn't go for the full education. Maybe it's enough some courses to have or something like this. Or even it's better if you have a partner on board who has a tr strong mindset, you know, for the business and sales and like I don't know other part. And the other person is more like into communication, visuals and production and design. But yeah, uh, I would say it's definitely super important to how to say to taste it all, then to understand where you're best of, and then when it comes to a moment to have other people on board who can help you like in that part but definitely to have it i think it's super important if if you have never like tip your toe there i think it can yeah definitely yeah so we would definitely recommend trying yes different things of course of and course. trying to at least start, start an education right in one way and then try to figure it out of course the way, yeah? of course there is also like online courses and like for example i have uh, friends in my environment they just like you know like 
reading books like uh, they never like maybe study entrepreneur but they are like so passionate about that and they are really good so it's not necessary to have a master's or a bachelor but like to have a passion for that which for example for me just coming now before i never had but the more i start start to get to know like how the things works and a business side which i never liked before or the financial part now then it's for sure it's my thing and i'm a bit more curious and how it works and there the thing goes I'm curious myself and it's start to get more interesting. So yeah, 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 yeah. Well, that sounds great. Well, if we circle back to your overall experience of the six years, right? Could you perhaps share with us uh, some highlights uh, that on one hand taught you uh, some amazing insights into owning your own company and on the other hand challenged your thinking and approach to business in the same context? Uh, so the biggest challenges I would say uh, maybe to be to need a more like to have more people uh, and to have more help of a side but also maybe sometimes I didn't know how to ask for help and I thought I can do myself it all so for sure to have a people from also different perspectives to helping you out would be way more helpful financial part is big challenge also to doing business in another country which was like I'm originally from Lithuania and I was trying to build it from the scratch in Italy but also two years after we moved out from Italy so again to do from the scratch in Denmark there for sure I think I see massive difference when you're the local person like you're in the country and the things you do and people get to know you way faster and for sure the, the language and etc so I think that is definitely a big challenge and um, yeah as I mentioned financial part and then to having people from different areas on your team and having a help and the biggest highlight of a, of a business that you're learning so much, uh, sorry, yeah, from Bagabu, but I learn, I think, so much. I touch so many areas and I have such a big knowledge. But sometimes you think, oh, I'm so all over the place and I'm doing everything and nothing. But for sure, when, when I when absorb and around and from other people and then who works maybe in the companies and I said, OK, I did it that I learned that I also know that. So for sure, when I sit and and analyze a little bit more so for sure yeah if I answer correctly so yeah mostly learning a lot of different parts of a business mm -hmm. and yeah and mm -hmm. learning I think in a sense that things also doesn't work which for me is also a big learning still you learn in the process even if it doesn't work yeah. you know what you know you will not repeat it so then most probably it will not uh, not work for our business as well and yeah, no, yeah, okay. No, th that's interesting because it's your experience this way and that is the way you see it. Uh, so uh, there's no right or wrong answers, by the way. <laughs> this is all your experience. So it's, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's cool. It's, uh, it's, all, it's really nice what you said. It's insightful um, because people need to hear this, you know? So it's important that you share uh, your perspective raw as it is yeah and maybe i will add like again about the part when being in a different countries it's really challenging but in the long perspective is also very beneficial so then you're very wants to manage to build it well and it's not only focused on one country let's say currently i'm in denmark but my goal is not to have you know business in denmark for sure i'm here right now but with the idea but if i to get the sales from all over the europe or like even united states doesn't really matter so it gives me a lot of freedom after all so this which is my really big goal which i hope i will manage to reach one day because if you are like really focusing on certain country it's very limited and you yeah and that's for sure what i notice sometimes i follow a lot of designers i follow a lot of entrepreneurs and like back in my country Lithuania, and i see wow like one year and then they reach like so much 
but I'm wondering if uh, in that they are stopped and then they need again to search for the new areas or the channels like in other countries because for sure it's also the market is limited is a country way smaller so yeah that's also uh where do you have your suppliers from like in, in uh, cu- country wise in italy only all only su- it, yes it's all the italian yeah yes it's i have four suppliers back in italy and uh, i built all this relationship and connections with my suppliers and while i was living still in italy i started it all very close to bologna like and then close to bologna there's also modena and carpi which is very very popular popular area for the textiles and in the past especially to have a factories for sewing and seamstress so it's a really big industry and it took a little bit of time but once you're there uh, and you start to get to know one or another supplier it's like really it's so easy no, not crazy easy but it's still easy because they share and when you go uh, to other suppliers and to check what they have so and one with a time you'll find your best ones yeah. and tested ones so yeah and I would say we are friends, we know what uh, what I do, especially a few suppliers, we just go, we have lunch, we have coffees, they know what which materials I'm using, they even sometimes text me or call me, we have this, would you be interested? They, so I think we have, uh, in part- particularly a few suppliers, we have very nice connection and uh, very good energy and yeah. Yeah, that's incredible. That's awesome. So literally, your company does Itali- is Italian sourced. Yes. So and it's uh, Scandinavian crafted. <laughs> so yes, yes, yes. Actually, it's Baltic crafted, but uh, it's in Scandinavia. Yes. Scandinavia. Yes. So like, yeah. <laughs> I definitely say like inspired by like you know the southern con- like uh, the Italy, but with a spice up with a Scandinavian calmness and yeah. all this stuff. Exactly. So, yes, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. If I were to ask you, how on the scale from one to ten. How weird or rather out-of-the-box thinker are you? And again, when I say weird, I don't mean in conventional ways, just the way we understand it ourselves, you know? Like, so how out-of-the-box of a thinker are you? Because you have to be creative and think differently to create all this. So you mean like Tan would be like, I'm crazy. Yeah, thinker. pretty much. <laughs> no, I wouldn't say I'm really crazy thinker. It's also, it's really hard to answer because it's like depends on the time, on the period, on the mood. Sometimes I really can think so much out of the box and sometimes zero out of the box. So I think I would be, I would be average. I wouldn't say I'm crazy, crazy because I'm still trying to be realistic. And sometimes I have the people around who say, okay, come on, like, so puts me sometimes down to earth but uh, yeah I'm, I'm also flexible I'm up to you know try things and to challenge myself but I wouldn't say what I'm, oh, I'm so crazy <laughs> no I mean like example I mean of course nobody's like okay there are some people who are crazy but I'm just saying generally speaking you know because a lot of the reason why I'm asking this is because I think it's important that we celebrate uh, that people have these authentic differences, you know, and a different way of thinking. And I think it's important to speak about it. And so for you to acknowledge that you have uh, this creativity that you have around you in your mind. And uh, I think it's important to um, acknowledge it and say, yes, I have it. And I think it's awesome. So (laughs) that's why I ask. I think people should be proud of their own quirks, if you will, you know, and uh, different approaches. So that's why you should uh, if you think that you are with you know out of the box thinker own it <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah i mean uh, now it's like when you again when you said and mentioned 
yes when you can say I, I am but it's hard to put the number for me because right, uh, it's like really like sometimes it could be two sometimes nine like I would say then I would keep it average maybe seven six okay <laughs> seven fair enough yeah fair enough yeah. fair enough that's completely fair well that's how you feel so that's completely fine <laughs> You know how they say uh, then that when you got nothing, you got nothing to lose, right? And perhaps you have heard that the person who has got nothing to lose is the most dangerous and free person in the world, right? Based on your experience and worldview, what are your thoughts on the nothing to lose mindset? Yes, uh, I also try to repeat myself like it's all mine it's my business i can experiment as much as i can and i will not lose anything but i still put myself boundaries i don't know if it's like something from the past or the country i came from so i really like maybe a bit sometimes putting myself a little bit of boundaries like uh, obvious but and or sometimes i'm really I, i really need encourage maybe from around me and then i would say okay damn it i'm trying it i i don't mind i can you know Either invest this amount of the money, I will see it will be a lesson to nothing to lose. I think I should embrace it definitely way more and to to have it more this mindset. I have to really work and push myself and a little bit to give myself a time because I don't know, I still I think have this a little bit mindset of stopping myself, not to risking too much because I'm thinking and overthinking because it could be affected that and that. So I would say I I would I, if I could go back I would do a bit more and like in this mindset but nothing to lose to try it more try it more so yeah but why do you think individuals who have who have this desire for example to launch a company or who are beginning launching a company you know why don't why do you think they don't practice the more opportuni- opportunistic side like taking a chance for example to start a business why why do you think people you know they don't really subscribe to that mindset much i think because it sounds too big too scary and also for me it took time and i guess now it's still i cannot say oh i have a business i, I say more like i have my project like and sometimes i said okay it's, it's business it's 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 rolling and growing and so on so i think it sounds like too big too risky and a lot of responsibilities because you know it you have to manage you are responsible for every step is not someone above so it's also brings responsibility and all these things so i think at least but the way i think maybe some people i have like very close friend of mine so he's like his goals to have more businesses to try to experiment so he has very strong how do you say in the heart in the guts to do this for others maybe they are more creative uh, i don't know side and they would like to have business but for them it's not their kind of path and then for them it sounds like very big and scary to do right right yeah. right We're going to circle back to that as well actually a bit later. Right now I would love to hear more about are there any specific circumstances, perhaps times, instances or situations where you generate your best ideas in the context of developing your business, right? Basically, when and or where do you get your best ideas for your business? Mm, okay. Uh then i get my best ideas for the businesses uh, i guess uh, from i have many sources i guess which kind of brings the ideas and relaxes me uh, yeah but it could be also the walk i really i'm also very uh, outdoors person and like to spend time in the nature and to really distract because i'm working in home and this environment can like really gets me to stop of thinking so for sure when i get out and helping so much if i leave even for a week or two for 
a holiday so for sure to take a step back and a bit uh, reflect on that and change the environment but also it could be sometimes very very good sleep and uh, i don't know yeah very nice day also the talk with a coffee live a talk with a friend with a coffee it could inspire me and get a better solution or to share my ideas and to hear the reflection from other people moreover um, to listen other people's podcasts or or watch a movie even sometimes like but even sometimes yeah just to do some sports to go to run or to do yoga so just something to step back uh, to be distracted from that and to do a little bit of gap and then i think there appears appear with space in the head to come something new and to find a solution or yeah a solution for the problem let's say or like new ideas yeah yeah okay that's wonderful that sounds good sounds really good obviously it takes a lot of something special to really start this and keep going and do this continuously for six years now it takes something right so what propels you to like how what motivates you to take action you know not just inspires ideas but actually makes you get up go and do it in the context of being a company owner yeah uh, this is what also other people are asking me a lot because when other people have this full freedom and the space to do it they would say they procrastinate they do you know today's not doing anything and the third day we try somehow from the more or less day one from bugaboo i had every morning to wake up seven half past seven in the morning and start to do the things at the beginning is mostly because uh, back in italy i also was seeking for a job to figure out and i need a routine to have in my day and also to see the results where i'm going so i'm very disciplined and um, orientated and uh, to have a yeah as i mentioned to have routine so I said myself I need it because then I will lose myself and if I will have a this random schedule so for more or less day one I'm always doing that and looking as a real job and waking up the same time and more or less having this you know working hours so yes and even if it's a bad day I, I take it more slow but I still I have to do it even if it's yeah, difficult but also the feeling and uh, I know that some two months or three months can be so tough but the hour month would be such a payback and then it's like really generates so much energy and ideas and motivation to move on so that's the whole this organic process so i said big dedication the feeling that i get inside and what provides like because there's i don't know could be something bad outside going on but sometimes i really wake up with this strong feeling that oh this would be such a nice day and i will be suing i prepared myself so many new bags to do and all these things so i think it's just really strong guts feeling inside but I really love what I do and I really enjoy despite all the struggles but uh, I think that's and really be to put the discipline on you and to be like focus and uh, to have a routine which really like helps mm -hmm. me to keep it for so long but also yeah uh, it's always needed to have some people around and to share and to discuss and then to seek for help or reflections yeah yeah yeah, yeah. sounds good what would be the moments or maybe experiences or what exactly anything at all really makes you like your best self maybe there's situations that make you feel like your best self in every possible way can you share that also with us yes uh, maybe as you said there is no or wrong or right answer for sure like sometimes numbers brings you feel very well when you see like okay this is doing fine you know you have sales and uh, it's coming good like for sure if it's makes you feel more confident like okay i'm doing right i'm on the right path so 
this definitely gives very good feeling or sometimes you really like as yesterday because currently I'm having this weekend that pop up and the girl came and she said I'm following you for five years and you're progressing so well I enjoy what you do like you just keep doing that and then you know these comments or from even the closest people around me but they said okay wow you really really improved from the that year to this year so yeah these things I guess mostly yeah. and uh, yeah both maybe because sometimes it's really hard yourself uh, is to reflect you know because you feel like so much in the loop and you really don't understand in the end where you are so maybe sometimes just good to go to others to ask tell me how it looks from the side yeah. when it's numbers doesn't break then it, yeah then the sales are not the best so yeah yeah so basically yeah it's uh, yeah. again it's a reminder that small victories are really important and you need to mm, celebrate more our ourselves and like do these I would say actually I think a lot of entrepreneurs from what I have heard so far it would be a great practice if entrepreneurs would set aside once a month a reflective practice when you think okay look back into what you have done and just celebrate it because a lot of the times we uh, well I say we because I also aspire to be one as well like I'm trying to also make this as a, something as a thing for me you know so but I think generally entrepreneurs that's from also from our research uh, from my education I also see that this is something that really helps people to have the big picture in, in your head when you come back and just like step back because it helps yes uh, I, I really just want to add to that like one year ago I because I was all like also a little bit over over all, all over the place so when I start to put clear goals to set the goals like to put with more numbers and to, to measure it like as you said like once in a month usually I do quarters so then I can set okay this month what I did and when I set the goals it's super scary because I always think I will not make them and then I would say in this year when I was more like focused working on the goals and setting them I made all the goals sometimes even better when I set myself so when I would sit reflect okay I managed I did it even it was so scary and then I would for sure would try to celebrate so I think that's also super important when you have business but I would if I could go back this is a bit off topic like from the not maybe the first year because it was lots of learning and understanding but yeah. way before I would say few years to put more clear focus and to set a little bit like numbers and metrics and it gives better idea and a more solid um, yeah ground. There's, there's clarity exactly yeah. and mm -hmm. then you can really measure and understand and even for creative people I think I would say I'm more on creative but still it really helps way better because you really just don't understand even what is going to your bank account or what is like the numbers and also to plan for upcoming years and so on so I think that's important if you do business if you just want to you know to do the craft and you know you don't care about anything and you don't want to grow for sure you don't need it but I think it you can get too much loss so a little bit to have little boundaries and yeah goals. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's no that's that, that's that, I think that's a good healthy balance yes. you know that you're that you're as an entrepreneur most entrepreneurs are actually looking for and I think we are all we have the, the capacity to create our own balances for ourselves I think I think that's really important because there's this understanding and I'm I, and I really understand the passion for entrepreneurs because I also used to work for a startup and uh, I can from my observations I can see the passion is fueling the, the person 24 7 so I can definitely relate to that I can see that oh my goodness you know that's just amazing that energy is just crazy and but the but that that overwhelming energy and desire to like succeed and you know get this thing out there 
it sometimes overshadows the important basics to keep you sane within the process because it can be overwhelming and you can prevent that by practicing certain mm, practices if you will to uh, to keep you a bit yeah. balanced you know because you, it's, it's doable i think if people would try that a bit more but i know it's hard because i can see it's really hard <laughs> yeah but i think it's like as we say you need a hundred or whatever we say like these days uh, to to for the habit you know to to make it happy yeah, like you know yeah. you say i really i also don't like to run but i do it i do it and then you start to find the pleasure enjoying it i think yeah, it's for yeah. everything it's it's I wouldn't say there is like oh no it doesn't work so for sure you need to you be you need to be persistent and motivated and then yeah. and have a discipline so definitely. Yeah, yeah 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 well that sounds good <laughs> uh so as we move forward with a little chat yeah. i think it's worthwhile to talk about how your personality is helping you in the pursuit of your entrepreneurial journey today uh what i mean by that is how the best characteristics, how they uh, of your personality, how they are helping you in pursuing your business, because everybody has strengths. So, please share what yes. some of yours are helping you, and how they're helping you. Yeah, definitely, I can say what before I would never think, but I, I think I can strongly say that I'm not perfection perfectionist. <laughs> I don't know how to say, and I'm kind of happy, but I'm not because it would give me too much struggle because I'm a fast and uh, okay it works or not let's not to waste time let's do it we will we will see if it works so i think it helps not to stuck too much in the process of like maybe trying to make it something really perfect i think it really helps and not yeah not to stay in one place so not to be the too much of a perfectionist and i think i'm learning way more in this way and yeah the process is a bit of a faster um i would say i'm pretty brave at trying things and like maybe asking things of the people no maybe not the people but I know that I will fail. I'm worried about that, but I will still will do that. So mm. how to say, I don't know how to say the characteristic. And it's also for any kind of life situation. It's just my personality. I think it's called determination. Yeah, really yeah, yeah. I think that is that. Yes. Yeah. I like to communicate. I know like, and I know kind of, yeah, I, I love to communicate with people and uh, it helps a lot being, you know, the, as a creative person and maybe not to sit in the room and do your stuff. So I'll enjoy to go to the markets, to meet my clients and to all this stuff. Uh, yeah, so many good things. And then uh, the, the other things, uh, the strength, I think I have quite a lot, which I don't uh, how to say sometimes saying myself, but yeah, to being brave in general, to keep it and trying for so long to be so persistent and determined, as you, as you said again, and uh, yeah, and then the my drawbacks, I would say, yeah, maybe we're lacking a little bit of a business mindset, sometimes let it go certain things, maybe a little bit now I'm just like, two different things what i said before but maybe sometimes i get a little bit in the loop i could be uh, uh, recognize some things before and then to stop it and to say it okay i try i try it and i will not repeat it anymore so i'm assuming you also have experienced times when you had it rough like you mentioned that sometimes sales are not good you know and it happens every entrepreneur hell every human on this planet goes through bad days right would you share what brings you resilience to continue when it seems like it might get worse than better, except the external validation that you receive from like happy customers, for example, like anything else from like, maybe you or... Yeah, yeah. so um, as I know things repeating, 
like every year or like certain periods the same so i kind of a little bit aware of the things like when it what will happen and this as you said the sales doesn't go on so i know like certain periods i have to mentally get ready and to prepare like i know january february march will be bad so what i do i have to reflect like on the previous year and all this stuff uh, yeah but in general the, it's a, a, as i always say life is a wave life life or the business or everything is like a sea it's wavy it's calm it's doing very great is doing very bad so you have to really take it learn from that to be in a period to for me what is very difficult sometimes like uh, to to stay in that period like to knowing that it will pass so i guess yeah trying to apply this practice but for as much as i can like it's bad now but it will be better tomorrow or the week after i just have to stay and be calmer and maybe try to focus on the other a little bit things and yeah to find a way so mostly that and really like try to practice the last few years like to stay in the moment to push myself actually to stay in the moment and not to like to much exaggerate or or like whatever but for sure i always have even honestly in a year many times should i drop it it doesn't make sense you know all this stuff and yeah so for sure there are rough periods constantly and there are the happy periods which really pays back double so yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. so uh, yeah, yeah from this i can only gather that these good moments are like have much more value in them because they do keep you going of course when you are definitely yeah. definitely yeah there are painful rough periods but i think they're passing like and now i kind of ready i i know that in a week or two it will be again rough period but it will be i have to stay it was two years before it was half a year before so yeah if something like really crazy bad for sure i guess my inside will recognize it but okay this is like okay but if the more or less feeling repeats so just to stay in the moment and to yeah to be in yeah, it yeah yeah well, yeah, I think it's, uh, um, yeah, I think one of the opportunities that a lot of people miss when it comes to these hard moments is the chance to get creative and challenge yourself and think differently. Okay, let's say I cannot do this, but what else I can do? in the context of my company true true this is right and this is sometimes what actually i haven't done like uh like let's say my as my sister said when you don't know what to do you go sue that's a thing like you know <laughs> that is a great yeah, she's like quote. she made this like kind of rhyme and then like let's say that's true because those moments actually i don't need even to go to sue uh I would rather should go like I don't know to check a receipt and try to cook or like I don't know to read a book or to like to think something or to organize the photo shoot so like really as you said to try to embrace in that moment to do something different even I really have to learn myself like already summer I have to prepare for Christmas because my my like I will be like going crazy before Christmas because I haven't worked before so really also to be more organized and to f know how to embrace certain moments maybe the things doing not doing right and yeah, yeah what yeah. to do in that moment yeah, yeah no that's yeah this um actually now we're going to uh continue with, uh, from what we just spoke because entrepreneurs do a lot of the times feel like giving up it, it's it's a normal aspect and there's actually this picture uh, circling the in the interweb uh where you where it shows how the entrepreneur's day is going, right? So it goes like this, basically. <laughs> up and down, then up, and all the way down, and then up and down, up and down, and get up and down, you know? Damn. So sometimes there is, you know, it's just on the low side. And from your experience, I guess, and from your perspective, what do you think might help entrepreneurs to give up less when they feel like giving up? Yeah. 
because a lot of people feel like giving up yeah. and just from your experience what do you think could really be helpful to not give up when they mm. feel like it uh, I guess it's a I don't know maybe I'm going like in a sense again to check uh, as we said like maybe if I reach for goals or like you know the numbers like in a sense like all this to be to be more rational I don't know than to yeah it's a hard question because I guess I'm learning myself you know not to give up and then to reach that stability which I think never will be reached I have to also <laughs> learn that, uh, like you know some kind of stability but no, it's a tough question actually. Now nothing really comes, but maybe I think it helps to go to speak with others. I don't know if you have some team member, team members, or like some I don't know the I don't know how to say the coaches and like to just go to have a view if it makes sense to you know yeah, like yeah. these moments. Yeah, I don't know, or maybe just to close your PC or whatever, just to go for a, some to catch some breath. Uh, yeah, yeah something exactly. like this but yeah. i don't know if, if there is any receipt is re- one receipt or like i think it's a combination of things depending on the moment oh yes. definitely yeah yes 100%. because i think it should be kind of the feeling when it's something like really like really really what you never as i said experience this feeling and i had to really give up or there are just something repetitive but been so many times before for uh, giving up because I still have it, but in a different scale, and it's as I said, so repetitive from other years and periods. And so, when you can scale, if it's just again my my mood of certain things, or if it's like really, then for sure it's when you see that it's constantly dropping the more, the more every you know period, like mm-hmm. no sales, no interest, and so on. Then maybe it's a time to give up. Maybe it is, or also you change. I, I, yeah, I wish I will not experience that, but yeah. <laughs> it happens. Yeah. Now that's also for what I gather from my previous uh, knowledge of experience is that a really effective tool to really just help yourself keep going is to step back, like stop what you're doing, just put it away for one or three hours and then just come back later on with a fresher perspective, maybe even for a day or whatnot. Yes, yes, sometimes even I think a few weeks is needed, like for me, like sometimes I know after Christmas I need even like sometimes a month for sure I will do something related with yeah. business, but I really have to force myself to stop you know like to put uh, my yeah yeah. so definitely yeah yeah definitely i'm sure you have heard about you know that samurais knights vikings even pirates you know they have this so-called code of honor right Uh, which essentially is an agreement on the values that people will respect practice and overall stick to with accountability basically it's what you stand for uh, in terms of values that drive your choices, decisions, and actions, right? What are your top three? Because we spoke about your personality and we spoke about some of the ideas for you as a person, right? Yeah. But when it comes to like your personal values that you mm-hmm. stick to, that you can definitely say, this, this is what I represent with my actions and with who I am. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what are those three, perhaps? And can you tell more a little bit about them? Yes. Oh, okay. So maybe the number one, uh, yeah, to be honest and uh, yeah, to be transparent and honest with uh, what I do with myself, like myself and the business. Oh, it's so difficult because now I always think about Bagaboo as a business, but yeah. the values I stand. Not, like, no, but, not that, but that, that, that's, yes. that's also fine. I mean, I, I, a lot of yeah. entrepreneurs actually, uh, their business becomes part of their identity or they infuse their identity into the business and it's just it's like a circle which is really organic and yes, it's completely fine this is what like it is the big bagaboo is me and me is bagaboo i think it's like all the people know me by that so i think it's like as you said like to infuse the personality so i think to be 
really transparent uh, and uh, yeah to be transparent for myself I try and then for the people and the clients and so on like what I do and how I do so this this would be number one uh, then the second one I definitely can agree with positivity as well like I think like I always think it will be so sad and difficult but I think I'm actually quite quick as well to go over things and to be positive again and to close this page and you said to open another page or the door I definitely can uh, relate it with you and uh, the third one I would say also simplicity which maybe goes together which you know in these days with all this social media everything is so and I'm a bit tired of this you know all the perfect or I yeah. found this like you know like when you as I said so following some brands and they say oh I sold everything I just launched it and I sold it and I think it's so much also fake things behind so just to be simple okay it is how it is like not to pretend and not to act and not to make up things so I think also simplicity I would say I'm quite simple and uh, I try to embrace it as well and yeah. then it is how it is there is not crazy bags but it's nice but like as I said like bags what I do myself it has these colors it's not a some mind-blowing design but I master it so you know you so also as I said I relate to the business as well so yes maybe simplicity positivity and uh, transparency you can say yeah it. <laughs> no, that's perfect that's yeah. amazing because I think it's also um, I actually a while ago I did an online course from uh, uh, Wharton University uh, sorry, no, sorry, Wharton School of Business, it's mm-hmm. University of Pennsylvania, pardon me, <laughs> and it was on power, right? And uh, there was, uh, at the last lecture, uh, last course, last lesson, um, the, the professor spoke about having a personal value manifesto uh, in a sense of when you are clear what you represent and you know that this is what you are, this is what you want, your actions and choices are much easier to navigate and you have a much easier time making decisions in the sense that, okay, if you remember, if you have complete clarity of who you are and what you sub- and what you subscribe to, that can really help you. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of the times as an entrepreneur, when you have clarity on what you want to represent in, within your brand, it's easier to figure out which colors, which um, tools, which forms and shapes yeah. you can, you know, utilize through your brand and your production, you know, whatever you are producing if yes. you're a retailer. So I think that, that, that helps. And that's also why I wanted to talk about this because it definitely, it gives, uh, some insights into how you can navigate these really uncharted waters. <laughs> I think it's really, really right point. I think it should be certain courses of uh, unwritten rule or written rule for entrepreneurs to have this kind of every few months or one once a week or once a month one-on-one session on yourself and like to remind yourself because you get lost i think that's like also now when we speak you know i'm like trying again to absorb it and it really helps crown back you know to yourself so it's really cool i think it should be i'd say must practice so as you said it's easier than to stand for things and yeah yeah yeah. yeah. well yeah sounds good What do you think motivates women to get into pursuing business? Um, and perhaps besides your amazing collective, you have any other closer female acquaintances or friends or colleagues uh, like who are female and who are pursuing entrepreneurship that you could tell us about as well? Uh, yeah, like I think I'm very lucky being here in the store. So I have already like five other women entrepreneurs. So it's really nice to be, as I say, in the same um, kettle or the yeah. pot yeah. so we really share and I think community feeling 
then I think both, no matter if you're male or female, it really helps a lot. But in this case, yes, to have this community feeling and really to share the things, it helps a lot. And uh, yeah, it would be even nice from society. Like, I don't notice that much that society is not encouraged. I think society pretty much encouraged, like lately, especially to for women to create a business, you know, and, and etc. But uh, talking, now I'm a bit jumping, but uh, talking about other uh, female entrepreneurs, uh, I would like to mention also the one I met a few years ago. It's Lily with Sustainable Wear. She's also uh, having her own company where she produces uh, sneakers from all denim as well. Super strong, super, how to say, focused, motivated uh, women, yes, who does her business. And uh, uh, she started a bit later than me and maybe she's a bit younger than me but I'm so happy I can contact her anytime you know she shares with me the, her thoughts her things advises and uh, there is no how to say the sense of the age or the whatever like I think it's just sharing and being on the same community and uh, being honest and not pretending what you as again yeah. this simplicity and yeah. positivity I think that's I think very important part yes yeah, well, actually, I will. Do you mind if we circle back real quick about what the uh, about what motivates women to get into business? Yes. Yeah. Um, oh, because I wasn't I wasn't clear on that. So if you Sorry. Could. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so to motivate business, uh, like, uh, what do you think really yes. makes women want to go into business? Yeah, to have a security, I think, from society. I guess I don't know. I haven't like how to encounter such a big problems again from. A, I don't know maybe it's me but like from the di big really difference from the males and females but with the difference or maybe there are I don't know right now but, uh, but it, it really depends on the country I will, yes. I will say that there are regions in Europe that are really liberal and women can do whatever they want without being judged for anything yes. there's no pressure from society to do anything and then there is a part of the Europe where it's completely opposite I definitely can so. uh, agree on that, definitely. So maybe here being in Denmark, and currently I'm very focused in Denmark, I don't feel like that big difference. And also being in Italy as well, what I experience is like very appreciated, very embraced, you know, to be a woman entrepreneur. And also have in Italy back friends who are, you know, women who has her own business. And we really embrace maybe just would be, this is not related with females. It's mostly sometimes, you know, some, tax situations in certain periods but this is applied for both male yeah, and female yeah, that yeah, it's yeah. really hard so it, it again, again as you said depends on the country how they they motivate you and embrace you when again for sure in Denmark is definitely I think it's a really nice place and they support and it's no big difference yeah yeah, yeah. oh yeah it's from my experience it's, it's also women create this freedom and that's why they um, really want to do this because the sense of freedom that you have with your own project, with your own company going on, it's nothing mm -hmm. else like that. And when you have your own uh, source of income and when you are the one who's calling the shots, that usually, uh, yeah, coming from repressed societies or repressed cultures, it's a breath of fresh air. And a lot of the times that's the main one of the main reasons yeah. why women go into entrepreneurship. Definitely. I agree. For sure, there is uh, now already like some like friends maybe and certain countries pops up in my head that they like what they tried it had some problems and it's not accepted in society and etc so for sure i guess when i'm lucky in this case and i have an experience uh, in italy or like when i tried a few things in Lithuania, i think it's very accepted and yeah 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 what would be one uh, what, what was some of the best pieces of advice for 
anyone trying to start their own company and one for someone who has their own company, for example, from one to three years already, mm -hmm. right? So uh, for these two groups of people, mm -hmm. one piece of atypical advice that they would not necessarily hear anywhere else, like from, just from your experience, yes. you know? It could be anything, like using a software or using <laughs> an accounting program, talking to people a certain way, or a negotiation yeah. strategy, it could be anything, like yes. at all. So maybe I will jump in a little bit girl or the woman who has business already for maybe whatever two three or four years uh, company i would say maybe it's typical advice but anyway i will go for it don't measure yourself with others because everyone reaches things in a different time with different help you don't know what is happening behind that or the other like business or brand or the company so i think never measure yourself with others which i'm really re learning a lot myself because it's really hard in current our society so really be focused what you do and measure with your own yourself yesterday or the year before and yeah so then it's easier to focus and to move on with your goals and then for the the one who is just starting now uh that's very nice that you gave me a little hints like you know if like software or like like something yeah, to, yeah. to start with uh maybe like and uh, i always think myself what kind of advice i would give myself you know when the from the first year when i started uh, just a business maybe to be more brave in the financial part and be kind of okay to either to take a little loan or to borrow like to be more like to speed up faster the business and to be brave in that part uh, and yes maybe as soon as possible as well as i said before i tried a bit later to set kind of a, a, a goals and the system and like a little bit bigger picture i think it's easier to see where you are and to judge faster so try it as soon as possible i would say like for the first years or like the mm -hmm. period mm -hmm. even little ones super basic ones is nothing should be i don't know four years plan because mm -hmm. i think it's like really doesn't work but this quarter or this month and and so on yeah yeah well that's wonderful that sounds <laughs> great i mean this, is, this has been incredibly insightful, Gabo. Thank you so thank much you. for doing this. This is going to be a wrap for today. And this, thank you. I really like uh, appreciate you taking this time. And this was really incredible. Thank you. And it was really nice. You're a very, how to say, nice uh, person to speak with and to hold the conversation. It was very, yeah. very nice from your insights. And I really hope that our conversation can really spark some ideas for our listeners and people who wish to start a company and just like really go for it because Gabo is doing it. You can do it too. I sincerely hope that you enjoyed this episode and consider coming back next month for another insightful conversation. Before we part ways, I would like to thank you for taking the time and listen to the episode. I had the biggest pleasure creating it and I'm honored to share it with you. Also, I'd like to invite you to check out Bagaboo on all the media. Links are mentioned in the episode description. Furthermore, I invite you to share and comment your thoughts about the episode on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. All the links are in the episode description as well. And if you like what you have heard, consider subscribing to stay updated on future episodes. That's a wrap. Until next time, 